Hello, and welcome to The Acting Notes. I'm your host, Justin Powell. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of letting go in the work. Why that matters and how the heck we do it. I'll explain. So, I recently got done taking a two-week comedy intensive at Leslie Kahn in Los Angeles. And I really enjoyed it. I feel like I learned a lot. I think they gave a huge amount of insight, particularly into script analysis, into how to get information from the pages you're given to bring a character and a story to life. And something I had heard before I took the workshop was that they were far too technical. That it was so much about what you found in the script and that it could become quite heady for an actor. Could make it so that you start to believe there are right and wrong ways to do a performance. Which you know I'm pretty against. But what I loved was even though they did ask that you do this script work, this analysis, ultimately the final message was always you need to let go. You need to listen and be present and just say fuck it. And I love that. But here's the thing. I think that sometimes we have trouble letting go of control. We think that there's a right way to do a scene or a correct way to say the line. And so we control it. You know, we try to deliver a result that we think will look good. And look, are there certain choices to be made that are more right than others? Sure. You know, if you're doing a dramatic film and your wife is leaving you, they're giving you the penultimate scene to have you audition with, if you decide to play it like it's a comedy, then that might not ring true to the story, right? And this is something that they spoke about at the workshop was understanding the genre you're in and how that will change some of the choices you make. You know, if you're doing that same scene in a multicam sitcom, it's probably going to feel a bit different. Maybe some of those emotions will still be there, but the stakes will be higher. There will probably be some lines that are a bit more outlandish. The reason she's leaving in this case might be a bit more silly. But it all comes back to, can we then let go? Can we do our homework on the part, on the project, and then let go? As actors, we want to bring characters to life and tell the story, tell their emotions, what they're going through, as honestly as we can. But there's a bit of a paradox in letting go, right? How do you let go? No, just try really hard. Okay, I'm going to let go this time. 
Now, how do we do that exactly? Well, one of the ways that we start to let go is we really start to reflect on our own limitations or inhibitions or notions of the character. We have to recognize where our blocks are in our acting, you know. I've been undergoing some teacher training for a studio that I'm hoping to work at. And we talked about this recently, how oftentimes when you're working with actors, you'll see some of their blocks begin to show up. Maybe it's a fear of going into a vulnerable space. Maybe it's a fear of using their body in a sexual way or in a way that the scene maybe requires. And that's something that we should recognize within ourselves too. Ask yourself, what emotions do you find easier to access in your acting? Which ones are more difficult? And are those emotions that you can start to open yourself up to, to figure out how to safely and vulnerably express them in your work because in a lot of ways the emotions are almost like the palette of your performance you know it's not something i think we should aim for you shouldn't think okay i'm going to give a dash of sadness here or anything like that but having the access to all of them will bring more nuance to your work So how do we get rid of those limitations? Well, first, I think you have to recognize them. This is why I think it's important to be in a class where you can do challenging work. I hear sometimes critiques of certain acting classes because people say, you know, we're doing scenes from plays and these things that I'm not going out for. I'm going out for these, you know, guest star roles or these series regulars, not these, you know, Anton Chekhov 1800s plays. I think it was 1800s, right? Could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I think the the great thing about working on complex scenes, even if they're not ones you're going out for all that often, is you do get to expose yourself to more challenging work. It's I I think I've made this comparison on the podcast before. It's like weightlifting. You're lifting a heavier weight you're probably going to grow a bit more. I think a big part of letting go is trust. The actor's faith, right? Some of that trust is just trusting yourself. It's trusting the people you're working with. Trusting that you are enough, which I think is a very challenging thing for a lot of people, myself included. As actors, we often want to put on a little little extra, you know? We want, it, we want to be interesting. And I think, on the one hand, I understand that, of course. The desire to be interesting. But on the other, I think we need to accept that we are just interesting. 
If you're like me, you probably enjoy people watching to a certain extent. When you're out in public, you know, at the mall or going to the movies or wherever you are, are you looking at someone thinking, it'd be more interesting if they jumped up and down right now or (laughs) if they had a bigger emotion here? Probably not. At least I know I've never thought that. I think we're most interesting when we're just being. Because when we are relaxed and in a place of existence, there's something inherently interesting about that, right? You can see a lot from people by how they carry themselves, by how quickly or slowly they move, how much eye contact they make with people. You know, a good creative exercise is to go people watching and just come up with a backstory for someone you see. It doesn't have to be accurate, of course. It's just your intuition reading the person. And that's where we want to be in our work, in this place of deep listening, this place of deep being. And that comes from trust, from trusting that you are enough. And you are enough. But it doesn't really matter how many times you hear me say it on this podcast. What matters is can you find ways to make sure you believe that in yourself and in your work. Now, so much of letting go, I think, is just trusting the impulses in the moment. How can you make your acting instrument as responsive and open as possible so that you can receive whatever your partner is giving you? Whatever the moment is giving you. I know for me, I always will do a physical warm-up. I'll stretch out my body, I'll do some light yoga, but I feel like I need my body to be somewhat activated, to be open. And then I think, I think if you want to let go, something that's worked for me at least, is to really put all of my focus on the other person. All of it. It's a Meisner-based idea, right? That you put all of your attention on your scene partner and just stay connected with them. And some of that is breathing in to those moments, to the impulses, following the impulses, even if it feels wrong. One of the toughest things, I think, is finding the nuance with a director or a teacher on taking a note or following your impulse. And it varies, right? In class, I will always follow the impulse over the note. If something organic occurs in the moment, I think it's more interesting to follow that impulse. And I say always. I, I It's what I strive for. Because you can always go back and try again. But it's a bit different on a film set, right? Particularly if you don't know the director well, if you're not a big player in the film or show. Sometimes then you do just have to 
take the note. I think there's a myth around acting sometimes for us performers that it should always feel incredible. And I just don't think it always does. I think it can't. You know, when they're getting an insert of you moving the fork to the right, how is that going to feel artistically fulfilling? It probably won't. And sometimes we're just in a place where we just have to tell the story. So maybe you have to do something that the director wants that doesn't feel natural to you, but that tells the story that they are trying to tell. And so some of it is just letting go in a different way. Letting go by trusting the director's instincts. Trusting this process, this collaboration that is so essential in what we do. We'll talk a bit more about letting go after this. I'd like to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You know, I think mental health is something that is important for everyone in the world. I think therapy is something everyone should do, really. And I think it's important for actors, too. One, this industry is hard, right? There's lots of challenges and obstacles. Oftentimes, you're getting told no. You're grinding and working so hard and sometimes that can take a toll on your mental health well it's important beyond just the career that we take care of ourselves and better help is something that can help you with that in fact it can help you better <laughs> horrible joke but you know had to get it in there better help is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100 online with better help you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues to get started you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy and that way better help can match you with the right therapist from their network then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable whether it's via text chat phone or video call you can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash TheActingNotes. That's BetterHelp.com slash TheActingNotes. And we're back. So, we talked about how important trust is in letting go, right? We talked about trying to recognize the blocks that we have and how we can start to dissolve them so that we can find a greater ease in letting go. I think one of the beautiful aspects of letting go is the vulnerability that can come from it. We want to open ourselves up to be affected and to affect others. We want to open our heart to be seen by everyone we're working with as well as whoever would watch it. But it takes courage to do that. You know, particularly, I don't want to go down too far of a rabbit hole on this topic, but, you know, many men have been conditioned to believe that vulnerability in many ways is not a good thing. It's not a masculine thing. 
And so it can be tougher to actually get to those vulnerable places. Usually anger is a very easy emotion for men to access because it's been conditioned into us by a society, and I'm mostly talking about American society because that's what I grew up in, but I'm sure this has some influence in other parts of the world as well. But we're often taught that anger is okay to express. It's masculine. There's something awesome about it. You know, when you think of superheroes like Wolverine and how anger is portrayed as this awesome, even sometimes sexy emotion to have. That's something I think that makes it easier for a lot of men to tap into. And conversely, again, speaking mostly from America and from different actresses I've spoken to, different interviews I've heard, where sometimes anger is a tougher emotion to tap into for women because, again, we live in a patriarchal society where for centuries women were pushed away from expressing that kind of emotion. Women were told that they needed to be soft and quiet. And so we have to debunk and dismantle all of these, you know, horribly flawed limitations that aren't even necessarily things that we placed upon ourselves to get to that vulnerability, to get to a place where we can really share our heart in the moment where we can open ourselves up to be affected by a scene partner in a way that feels safe where we know that we don't know what's coming next and that that is okay and that's such a huge part of letting go too it's living in that unknown you know at the intensive that I was at They gave us a very long talk about living in the right brain. Because we have two parts of our brain, right? The left and the right, and I'm sure much more. But just for this example, the left and the right. And the left is analytical. It's good at setting schedules, keeping you on task. And the right is the more creative side. And it's the one that is more comfortable living in the unknown. But your left side of your brain does not want to be in the unknown. The left side wants control. Wants to feel in control. So how can we find ways to live more in our right brain? You know, sometimes it's something as simple as hiking. It can be singing. It can be drawing. You can get to these places when you're doing these creative things where you're more present. And I think that's what we want when we let go. We want to be so incredibly present. So you might be thinking, hey, this is great, Justin. Very highfalutin, very (laughs) theoretical, lovely stuff. But how the heck do I let go? Well, a couple different ways. One, how do you activate? How do you stay open? I would, I would say breath work is probably a key thing that you could start implementing into your work that would help you to let go. 
every day practice just deep, intentional breaths. And when you're in a scene, when you feel your blocks coming up or your shoulders, your tension starting to rise, just take a big, deep breath. Breathe into the block. And try to stay connected to your partner while doing it. This will help you find some presence. The other thing is listening very actively, listening with your whole body to your scene partner, to the factors occurring around you in the story. Are you at a coffee shop that your character is very comfortable in? Are you in an office for the first time? Your character doesn't really know where they are. Listening to those circumstances even allows you to drop in, to let go. And in those moments, just trust your instincts. Trust that if you listen fully, the lines will come. And it will probably be better than you think. So breath work, listening, we also have to work on releasing our expectations of what the scene or performance should be. There's a reason we put in work before we get to that day, right? We want to make sure our lines are so memorized and that we've done any other prep work that we like to do. Because then on the day we can let go and just trust that it will be there if it needs to be there. That's another lesson that I I got recently in the past couple months from a teacher that has been really rewarding for my work which is if you get a note in a class or in a scene, you can just take that note once, really focus on it. And then once you do that, don't worry about it again. You got it. Just trust you have it. And maybe it won't show up, but it most likely will. And if it doesn't, well, that's why we have a take two. We have to learn to embrace the idea of mistakes, right? Part of the reason that we might feel we need more control in the scene is that we don't want to mess up. But mistakes are a part of the process and can sometimes lead to the most interesting things in a scene. You know, I think about this story Brian Cranston tells in his autobiography about working on a set and the whole scene felt stagnant and then someone accidentally knocked over the milk and everyone reacted. And the director yelled cut and they, all of the performers were so frustrated. They said, no, this was so real. There was no acting here. This was just us responding to this situation. And so we have to be okay with mistakes. You know, if you stutter a line, people do that all the time in life. You know, sometimes when rehearsing with actors, I'll see them say a line a certain way and say, oh, I'm sorry, can we take that back? I didn't say that like I wanted to. That's not, that should not be any kind of factor. There shouldn't be a way that we want to say lines. We don't think about that in life, right? I'm doing this whole podcast right now. 
Not once has there been a thought about how I just said something or wanting to take it back to say it in a different way. I might have a thought like, well, that sounded kind of dumb, but I press onward. And so we have to embrace that in our work as well. You know, if you know your line's cold, then just trust whatever happens. And if a mistake happens, roll with it. And I think the last real practical thing we can do is just, again, try to reflect on our own acting instrument, on our own limitations that we put on ourselves. Why do you feel a block around letting go? If you do. Why is it hard to push past that? A good thing to do is maybe question where did those fears come from? Was there a time in your life where you were made to feel like you had to be correct on something? You had to do something perfect? A lot of performers, you know, have perfectionism. And I certainly have that to a certain extent. But the artistic process is one of exploration, not result. So how can we allow ourselves to explore more in the work? To embrace the unknown? And then I think another thing is just give yourself some grace on all of this. You know, when I really started down the path of how do I let go in the work, I think I would get pretty frustrated with myself, particularly in the moment. If I could tell that I wasn't really listening or I was too controlled I beat myself up a little bit and really, you know, it's going to happen even when you become the master of letting go. There's going to be moments where you're in your head and all you do is just take a deep breath, reconnect with your scene partner or the moment at hand and just get back on the ride. So just remember that this is a journey, you know. Can you find ways to let go in your day-to-day life? doesn't have to be the whole day, but little things. Something I like to do when I go hiking is I don't really map out the route. You know, I'm on trails, of course, but the trails break off into separate ones, and I don't really plan on which one I'm going to go down. I just walk, and whatever I feel in that moment, that's where I go. It's just a small act of letting go, but it's one that works for me. Try to find different things that you can do that can help you let go in certain ways. Maybe it's something as simple as letting someone else order your lunch for you. Might suck. You might not get something you like, but you let go in that moment. See if we can find little ways to introduce letting go into our life, which will then impact our work. Thank you for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, it would be amazing if you could leave a rating or review. Helps other people find the podcast and would mean a lot to me. And if you are enjoying the Acting Notes, feel free to check us out on Instagram and TikTok at The Acting Notes.
where I post tips and tricks from other actors as well as little videos of advice here and there. Remember, letting go and going to those vulnerable places is an act of courage. And you, my friend, are courageous. So trust yourself and let go. This has been the Acting Notes. I'm Justin Powell. Have a great day. Peace. Peace.